We're starting at the top of the Amid at the Mishnah. When you have children that are under Baru Bas Mitzvah, there is no requirement for us to hold back food and drink from them in order for them to have Inui on Yom Kippur. Rashi says, that you're not to hold back Michael from them. And of course, Mashka is Bechlau Michael. And the Mishnah is teaching us that we actually could give food and drink to a child on Yom Kippur. Now, Rashi says, you're not Chayiv to do so. So it's Mashka that the Rishus would be that you could tell a child to go. And, fierce. and other Rishonim, including the Rambam, actually argues on Rashi, and they say that not that they're not chayiv to hold back Michael, but they're not allowed to hold back Michael because potentially it could be dangerous for a child to fast on Yom Kippur. In addition, Rashi seems to be only talking about taking and holding back food and drink from them. Why didn't Rashi talk about all of the Chamisha Yinuyim? And Lechayu, we could explain that Rashi actually holds that the other ones of the Chamisha Yinuyim are only Drabbanan. Therefore, he's saying that certainly the rest of the Chamisha Yinuyim, which are only Drabbanan, for sure we wouldn't hold that back from a cotton, but you may think that maybe food and drink, which is an Issa Duraisa, to eat and drink on your Kippur, maybe the din would be that at least a child should have some sort of fasting on your Kippur. Kamash one is not a chiv. And the Mishnah continues, But the Mishnah teaches us that there is a chiv of chinuch to go and hold back food and drink from a child for a specific time frame before their bar mitzvah and before their bas mitzvah in order to go and make sure that they ruggle in the mitzvahs. Now these two lines of the Mishnah are actually quite complicated and we're going to see Rashi. Rashi says that we do a chinuch for them and we make sure that they fast for a specific amount of time during the day which means only for part of the day and not for the full day. And what it means that you hold them back a year before or two years before it doesn't mean a year before the bar bas mitzvah or two years before the bar bas mitzvah it means a year or two before the time that's considered and Rashi explains the pirkon is the time that the 13 for the and 14 for Zoch, which really means when in the cave is 12 years old, and therefore the next day, when she's 12 and a day old, she's in her 13th year, or for a Zoch, for a male, when the time is that a Zoch is 13 years old in one day, it's within his 14th year, therefore that's a time frame that's called Pirkan. Some of the Pirkan means a year before that, and therefore let's use years that we understand, it would be 11 for in the cave, and 12 for a Zoch. That is considered some of the Pirkan, and then our mission is saying that there is a Chiv of Chinuch to go and make your child fast at least for part of the day and not the full day as we said a tiny little choice one year before the time frame called which really means two years before they become a gadol or two years before the period of time called which means three years before they become a gadol and therefore we turn this into a zakhar nekeva situation then when it says a year before it means really two years before the bar mitzvah so a boy means 11 years old and a girl means 10 years old and when the Mishnah says it means it's three years before the bar bas mitzvah and therefore for a boy that would be 10 years old and for a girl it would be 9 years old and the Gemara will start off right away and ask on these two Lashonis if we said in the Mishnah that before 2 years you already have a Chiyuv Chinuch which means 3 years before as we said for a boy at 10 and for a girl at 9 so why does the Mishnah say another share which is a year before as we explained which means 2 years before the Bar Bas Mitzvah for a boy at 11 and a girl at 10 it doesn't have to say that you already had a Chiyuv of Chinuch a year prior to that, which is three years before the Bar Bas Mitzvah, which means a boy at ten and a girl at nine, based on the words of Mishnah, it said, L'fnei sign. So based on this question, Amar Chisar, Rav Chisar explains, Loikash is not shver, as when the Mishnah said, L'fnei that means, Ha when the child is actually a sick, or someone that's not well, or at least a weak child, then you don't start him fasting so early, you start him off only when the boy is eleven, and a girl is ten years old, which means a year before, as we explained before, which is two years before the Bar Bas Mitzvah,
mitzvah. And when the Mishnah said Lufnei sign, which we explained means three years before the Bar Bas Mitzvah, which means a boy at ten or a girl at nine, it's talking about a child that's a very healthy child and therefore he could withstand a fast, at least Lashayis. And the Gemara will now continue with two sheets, Rav Huna and Rav Nachman, and both will actually be saying the same shiurim. However, Rav Huna is going to be talking about a girl and Rav Nachman will be talking about a young boy. And let's keep in mind that although up until this point we only spoke about a concept of having a tiniest midrabonim for chinuch, l'shois, which of course means for a specific time frame of the day and not for the entire day. However, now we're going to have the sheet of Rav Huna and Rav Nachman that can actually have three different periods of time that will change the status of a child b'negei din of chinuch and b'negei din of fasting on Yom Kippur, either midrabonim or midraisa. So we begin the Gemara, Amr Rav Huna, Rav Huna said, and he's discussing only a girl, that for a child, a girl, that's either eight years old, if she's strong, or she's nine years old, if she's weak, then we're mechanical already to go and fast on Yom Kippur, at least for some part of the day, but not the entire day. And of course, this is only Midrabana and for Chinuch. Ben Yudah, Ben Yudah, however, if that girl is either 10 years old, if she's strong, or if she's 11 years old, if she's weak, we actually require her to finish that fast and complete the entire day in fasting, at least Midrabana and for Chinuch. However, Ben Yudbeis, once she's already 12 years old, and of course, at that point, she's a G'dayla, then you have to be mashlim yifes, not midrabanan, but midraisa. And of course, as we said before, that the sheet of Rav Huna is only talking about a girl. Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman actually says something which is actually not being cholok on Rav Huna, as Rashi points out, but Rav Nachman is talking about a male. And test ben yud If you have a male that's nine years old and he's stronger, or if he's weaker and he's ten years old, then you mechanachim at least midrabanan and fechinuch to fierce part of the day. Ben yud aleph, ben yud beis, mashlim and if you have a male that's either 11 years old and he's much stronger, or if he's 12 years old and he's weaker, then that child should be and then Rav Nachman says, Ben Yudgimel, if you have a boy that's already 13 years old, then then he's already by mitzvah, and therefore now he has a chiv to fears, and he has to complete his entire fears, and as we said, this is referring to a male and not to a female, so therefore there's no machlekes really between Rav Huna and Rav Nachman, Rav Huna is talking about a female, Rav Nachman is just talking about a male, Rav says a different shot, even though both Rav Huna and Rav Nachman said that there are three different categories of time, you have a time where you're going to only fast the shois, then you have a time when you're going to complete the day in fasting, and then you have a time that it becomes midraisa that you have to fast. However, Rabbi Yechon says that there's no din of Hashlama at all midrabanan, meaning that there's no chinuch to go and tell a child at any point before the bar mitzvah to go and fast the entire day. And therefore, Rabbi Yechon says that if there's a girl, ben yod, ben yod alf, if she's 10 years old and she's stronger, or if she's 11 years old and she's a little weaker, then then because of the mitzvah of chinuch and midrabanan, you have to have that child go and fast at least for part of the day. Ben Yud and if the girl is 12 years old, then of course she should pass mitzvah, and therefore mashlim midraisa, she has to actually complete her fast midraisa, and as we explained, according to Rabbi Yechon, there's no middle period of time where midraisa, she has to complete her fast. In addition, according to Rabbi Yechon, of course, if it would be male, instead of being 10 and 11 years old, it would be 11 and 12 years old, which would be only a tiny little choice midraisa, and then at 13, a zoch would have to fast midraisa because it was already by mitzvah. Now the Gemara continues, now we learned in our Mishnah, that we are a year before and two years before. So we already explained the corner of Chista that's not shared the words because it's going one year before for a chayla and two years before if it was a healthy child. And as we explained before, it really means two years before the bar mitzvah and three years before the bar bas mitzvah. However, Agamar says as follows: the of we can understand how to explain our Mishnah, and the way we'd explain it is of 
of space time. It's going on one case where there was a child that was a weaker child, and we will explain which means the time where a girl starts fasting at all and doesn't complete her tainus is when she is actually nine years old, which is two years before she has to start being mashlam and finishing a full day tainus and that's the mission of which means that she starts fasting at nine years old, a tainus which is actually one year before she starts fasting a full day, which is actually two years before, which starts at 11 years old, because we're talking about two years, which is some of the Pirkan, as we explained before. And in addition, this time frame, when she's nine years old and she's starting fasting, at least Lashais, is also It's also two years before that you start fasting Midiraisa, which of course is when she's 12 years old, and it really means three years before, as we explained before, you add on an extra year for the Samachapirkan period. And the same way we just explained our Mishnah, according to Rav Huna, who was talking about a girl, will be able to explain the Mishnah, according to Rav Nachman, referring to a boy. But the Gemara says, El Rabbechon, according to the Shita Rabbechon, that there are only two possible time frames. One is when you're going to go and start fasting for Shoyes, and then the other Shir is when you start fasting a complete fast Midiraisa, but there's no period of Hashlamid Rabbonon. So therefore, the only time frame, according to this, by a girl, for example, is when she's not well, is when she starts fasting, is when she's 11 years old. How are you going to explain it in the Mishnah? As the Mishnah seems clearly to be talking about two different time frames, one is a year before and one is two years before. And as we explained before, every time we say the word a year, it really means two years before because we're talking about a year before Samach Lepirkan, which is two years before Habas Mitzvah. And when we said two years before Samach Lepirkan, is three years before Habas Mitzvah. And when you're translating that into years, it will come out that she's either nine years old or she's ten years old, depending on how strong she is. Now, according to the first guest that we had of Rav Chista, then it wasn't Shver because he didn't give a time frame. He just said that it's either one year before or two years before. And it was talking about a Chaylo Bari. And even if you can say it's two years and three years before, that it still would come out that she's either 10 or 9 years old. And there's no problem on that because he didn't give specific times. However, Quint Rabbi Echon gave an actual time frame. He says that a girl is either 10 or 11 years old. Look, it doesn't fit in the Mishnah. On that, the Gemara answers that my Shana Shtayim, according to Rabbi Echon, he actually was not curious on Mishnah, it actually was curious a Shana or two, which means that he was actually talking about the actual Bar Mitzvah and the actual Bas Mitzvah of his son or a daughter, which is not referring to Samach Lepikon, but the actual time from when they become Bar Mitzvah, which means either 12 years old or 13 years old, and therefore saying either a year before that, which means for a girl at 11 years old, when she's a weaker child, then you have to start fasting at least Lashais, and if the child is a stronger child, then you have two years before the Bar Mitzvah that the din is that she would have to fast, which would be at 10 years old. So that actually works exactly like Rabbi Echon. And the Gemara continues with a similar Cheshbin, but this time it's going to be a riot to Rabbi Echon against Rabbi Huna and Rabbi Nachman. So Zakti Gemara, the Tani Rabbi Bashmul, Rabbi Bashmul had a price that says as follows, as our Mishnah said, that we don't hold back food or drink from a child on Yom Kippur. This price actually clearly states that we're not talking about which means that it's going a year before but it's actually going the year or two before a child's Bar Mitzvah or a child's Bas Mitzvah and therefore that comes out perfectly for Rabbi Echon that that time frame at least for a girl would be either at 10 or 11 years old and of course if the child is stronger then they should start fasting at least at 10 years old which is 2 years before her Bas Mitzvah and if the child would be weaker then the Chiyav of Chinuch kicks in when she's a year before her Bas Mitzvah and at that point she would have to fast at least part of the day Midra Bonan but the Gemara says according to Rav Huna Rav Nachman it should be Shver because it doesn't work out according to the Cheshben Rav Huna Rav Nachman will respond back 
Chinuch Nami did Tani Hashlama. When this Bryce is said, the Loshem Chinuch is now referring to the time frame when you have a Chiv to start doing be Mechanach to the child, which is only a Tainus Lashais, but we're talking about a Tainus Midrabonon that you're going to actually go and complete. And that, of course, is later on and closer to the Bar Bas Mitzvah. And that's why the Bryce says it's a year or two before the Bas Mitzvah, which of course would come out to either being at 10 years old or 11 years old, depending on how strong the child is. And the Gemara continues and asks the following question. How can you say that the Russian Chinuch in this Brysa is talking about when you're actually finishing the Tainus? That's not called Chinuch. Hashlama is something when you're actually performing the Mitzvah exactly the way it's done as a Gadol. You're just doing it as a cotton, but you're actually performing the Mitzvah. So for example, over here, we have someone fast the entire day. That is actually doing the Mitzvah, and that's not called Chinuch. Chinuch is defined as when you do something, but you're not doing it exactly like the regular Mitzvah would be done as a Gadol, as the Gemara explains. But Tanya, we have a Brysa. What is considered the lustre of chinuch, and what is the definition of chinuch? If there's a child that the standard is that he eats breakfast two hours into the day, then hold him back and give him a tiny lishois and make him eat his breakfast at three hours. And if he's a child that eats breakfast at three hours a day, then hold him back from eating a little bit until the fourth hour. That's considered chinuch. So that's a standard definition of chinuch. You start and begin training a child into mitzvahs but not doing the actual mitzvah you just for example in this case you're going and making the child fast for a part of the day and even if it's a small little piece of the day however of course there's a counter of chinuch since it's only Rabbanon and at this point you're going to fast the entire day that's also called chinuch and therefore that's not shver and we continue with our Mishnah if there's a woman that's expecting and pregnant and she smells a good smell and therefore she has a craving and a type of that and Rashi actually explains that it's not actually the woman that has the type but her uba miriach reich tafshel it's actually the embryo that actually has the smell of the tafshel for whom is and he actually has the type of it. Then ain't if she doesn't eat it. Shneim misukonim will cause both of them to be in danger. So the Mishnah says machim isa She's allowed to eat as much as she wants from it, or you can even feed it to her until she is relieved and she relaxes herself. And the Mishnah continues with the similar then If you have someone who's sick and he's a chayla sheish so then you're allowed to give him to eat. But the only way to do that is if you have two doctors, two Bikin that say that if this Chayil doesn't eat, that he will be in a Sakana. The Imein Shem Bikin, the Mishnah continues and says, if there are no doctors around, Machin then you can even feed him, even if he says, I feel that I'm in a Sakana, until he says, I had enough to eat. And the Gemara continues similarly to what we just said, that if there's a woman on Yom Kippur that's expecting and she smells something and therefore she has to type and craving for it, the dinner is that she's allowed to eat, the same thing applies by anything else. And therefore, if there's a woman who's expecting and she smells the bus of Kaddish and she has a taiva. And even if she smelled bus of Chazir, which is not kosher, so you go and stick some sort of a spindle into the sauce or the gravy and you place the spindle or the spoon on top of her mouth and she actually sucks uh, some of the sauce out. And the Gemara in this case is being very specific and saying, make sure you give them only the soup or the sauce or gravy and it's better not to give the actual hamoshes of the Chazir or of the bus of Kaddish. And the reason for this is because you're only giving something to a or, or to a pregnant woman, the dinners that you try to be in might be certain. And therefore, of course, it's much better to give the soup, which is only usa, because Tom Kicker. And according to some, Tom Kicker is only Draban. And even according to the Manam, and the whole Tom Kicker is Deraisa, but it's still not as usa and as Chamor as the actual Ikra itself. And the Umar says, if she actually calms down and now she is relieved from her taiva, then fine. At that point, you could actually give her the liquid itself and let her actually drink from that. 
die to mutov. If that works, then it's fine. But if not, then you can actually give it the actual mamashas and the actual fat itself. There's nothing that stands in front of pikuach tefesh. Except for the big three, avodah zara, gilurayis, and killing someone. And the gemara continues, avodah zara menolim. How do you know that by avodah zara we say yag val yava? The tani we learned the brayso. Abelazar Eimer Abelazar says, "Em nem b'chol nafshcha." If the Torah says in Pasha Shema, it says, "Behavta shechem al kecha, b'chol levavcha, or b'chol nafshcha, b'chol meidecha." You should have love of Hashem, which means not to do avodah zara as well, because if you love Hashem, then for sure you're not going to be able to do avodah zara. And it says over there, with all of your soul. The Abelazar asks, "Lam nem b'chol meidecha?" If that's true, that you have to give up your entire life, then why does it say you have to give up all of your assets and all of your resources? And if it would have said only and Rashi explains that the question is only say one of them, whichever one is more chavav to people, the and then you'll say, of course, the other one, and therefore you don't have to say and only saying one would suffice. So the Gemara says, it's coming to teach you if there's a person that his guf is more chavav than his mamun, that's why we say that you have to give away your entire soul. And if you have a person that even though it's not the normal way that his mom is still more beloved to him than his entire soul, to teach you that even in that case you have to give away all your money. However, we see clearly from over here that if you have to is is with the entire soul and you have to give up your life in order that you should be over on Avedizara. How do you know you have to give up your life and the time we learned the price of the says if someone goes and is her in a field and therefore we say that she must have screamed and no one was over there to save her and therefore the Pesach says over there that she doesn't get put to death because just like if someone gets up and kills his friend therefore there's no blame on the friend on the person that got killed here also she was only and she had no choice she was screaming to be helped why do we even have to say that the din is similar to the case of the Pasuk itself tells us that the Nair doesn't get Misa as it says and that's because she didn't do anything wrong and therefore it must be that the Ritzach that we're talking about in this Pasuk it actually came to teach us something for Nair and but as we said that that's not needed and therefore we're going to learn some Din as well as a Din from Ritzach to Nair and as we'll say in a moment and the first Din that we learn is from Nair and to the Din of and we say just like we know if someone goes and sees that someone's being honest a woman, the din is you're allowed to go and save her, and you're even allowed to kill the person that was being born her. As the Pasuk says, Kibitzadam and Tsar, Tsarka Nari must be that the Nari screamed out, the Aimashia law, and there was no one to save her. So it's Mashbah, if there would be someone to save her, even if he has to kill the person that's being born her, the din is that you're allowed to kill that person. So the Gemara compares this to a Ritzicha and says, Afritech, the same din has been a gay Ritzicha, that if you see Ruvain running after Shimon to kill him, then Nitalatzilla Benafshay, you're allowed to go and kill Ruvain, who is the Perspective murderer. So the Gemara says a second din you learn out, and this is from the din of Ritzicha to the din of Naim Rasa, and this is relevant to Agamar. That the din is by Ritzicha, the din is Yar Val Yava, as we'll see in the Gemara and Amir Beis. After Naim Rasa, Yar Val Yava. Also, but again, Naim Rasa, the din is Yar Val Yava, and therefore, once again, we see that but again, Gilui Rice and Shmichas Dama, the din is Yar Val Yava. And over here, we have a famous Tesis where Tesis points out that the din of Yar Val Yava is only but again a man. However, a woman does not have a din of Yar Val Yava because she's Kakaylam. As we see from the Maisa of Esther, and Rashi says that in the bottom Rashi as well. And we turn to that Pei Bezom Bez, for Ritzach Kuf Menol, and how do you know by Ritzach that the din is Yar Val Yava? The Gemara says, Smarhi, that's actually Smarhi. Dahu, Dasa, Kamei, Rava. There was a person that came in front of Rava, Samar, Geriz, Rava. Amalei, and said to him, Amalei, Mari, Duroi, 
the governor of my town told me, cut Leila go and kill Reuben, if you don't kill Reuben, I'm going to kill you. So Amalei Rabbi responded back, you should be killed, then you should not kill someone else. And the svar behind it is, that who said that your blood is more red than your friend's blood, maybe his blood is more red than yours, and therefore you have no right to kill him. And there's a very important Rashi, and Rashi says, what would be as far to say that it's mutter to kill someone and not be killed? Because we have a cloud by all mitzvahs that you have to live through the mitzvahs. And you shouldn't die by doing the mitzvahs because the Kosh Baruch who loves Klai Yisrael. And as Rashi continues, time shall David, the reason is, and therefore I'm a Kosh Baruch who loves Klai Yisrael so much. And therefore he, he loves them even more than the mitzvahs. And therefore Hashem says, if you have a choice between and keeping one person Klai Yisrael alive, I'd rather Klai Yisrael stay alive. But over here, either way, either Reuven's going to die or you're going to die. Therefore, anyway, one person Klai Yisrael is going to die and you're going to have a mitzvah that's going to be bottled if you're going to go kill someone. And therefore, it's actually better for you to be killed than not kill someone because if you're going to be killed, the net loss to Klai Yisrael is only one person and there's no avir that was done. However, if you're going to kill Reuven, then number one, you're going to have a net loss to Klai Yisrael of one person and in addition, there'll be another problem that you actually were able on Ritzicha. Zakti Gemara, Hahi Ubra, there was a woman who was pregnant and it was on Yom Kippur, and she smelled something and she had a taiva. They came in front of Rabbi Amalhu and he said to them, Go and whisper to her that today's Yom Kippur, as maybe if you whisper to her, then she'll calm down and she won't eat on Yom Kippur. So they actually whispered to her, and she controlled herself and she was able to calm down and she didn't eat on Yom Kippur. And Rashi says, she similar to Rashi and Amanal, that the Uba is the one that has the taiva, the Uba actually stopped its taiva. So Kariolan had read this Pasuk about her that it says, where Akash Baruch was talking about Yermia becoming a Navi, and the full Pasuk says, Before you were formed in the womb, I have known you, and before you already came out of the Rechem, you already were Kaddish, and therefore they realized that this child that would come out of this mother would be destined for Kedusha and greatness. And the Gemara says, Nothing we know, the child that was born from this woman was Rabbi Yechon. We have a mice exactly the opposite way. There was a woman who was pregnant, it was Anya Kippah, and the Archa, and she smelled some good food, and she had a taiva. So they came in front of Kalina and said, What should we do? Amalu, he said to her again, whispered to her that she shouldn't eat. But the mice, she didn't listen. So then they said this following Pusik, and we turned to Pigimom Alf, as the Pusik says in Tehillim, that Rishayim already from Takaj Baruch, even from the womb, as Rashi says, and therefore we saw that this person must have a beard taba, and therefore he will be a rasha. And nothing minai shaptai atzaperi. This person named shaptai, who is the gatherer of fruits and pears from the sada, and he used to store them away in order to create a shortage, and then he would raise prices. And of course, that's not a proper thing to do, as we know. Yinal be mafkiyish arm, and Rashi also brings from a brice in Babasra in oitzim pears pears soul. Yinal store away pears in soul, bechol dov shuchai nefesh, or any other item that's something that people need to live and sustain themselves. Lefish and mafkiyish arm because they're causing the prices to go up unnecessarily and we will stop over here.